podcast. I'm Annika. And I'm Kaika. And today we will be discussing fitness and exercise. Hello, hello. Welcome to Hi. Talking About Fitness. <laughs> so in today's episode, we want to um, discuss kind of our fitness and workout journeys throughout the years, how it has evolved from childhood throughout teenage years and then what we're doing now. And in this episode, we will not be really discussing the nutrition point of view. I think that one will be one or more separate episodes in the future because we love our food and the relationship that you have with food is not always that simple necessarily. So we feel like it's important to talk about it, but not today. Today is about the <laughs> physical exercise part. Okay, so let's start at the beginning of everything. <laughs> so <laughs> let's dig into those childhood memories. Uh, for me, this will be really, really quick <laughs> because as a as a child, uh, I was uh, I couldn't exercise at all because my because of my medical state I was uh, forbidden to do anything where I could get injured oh. so <laughs> I wasn't doing anything I couldn't go to any ski trips I couldn't really play any any sports with others so yeah I missed on this whole chapter <laughs> and uh, once my parents tried to teach me something once my uh, I was more okay well I just didn't like it because, mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of too late. And also, I was kind of afraid of the sports and it, it, it just felt weird. So I sticked to my drawing alone in my room <laughs> and <laughs> no sports. <laughs> so you were never really missing it or you... You didn't feel like, oh, I have all this um, athletic potential, but I'm not able to fulfill it. Or I think I never thought to myself that, oh, I have all of this athletic potential. That's just not something <laughs> I would normally think about myself. But I mean, I did miss uh, kind of the trips from school. They took especially the ski trips and so on because it seemed like fun, but I mean, I didn't really fit well into the classroom, so I was just kind of jealous of everyone enjoying it. But mm. in the end, I would probably be just too afraid to go. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. And have you since been skiing ever? Yes, uh, not skiing because I never liked it very much. I tried a few times, but uh, I wasn't into it. But I tried snowboarding uh, once, <laughs> uh, but I really liked it. And that's one of my kind of goals to actually properly, properly learn snowboarding. So Yeah, I can yeah. see you as a snowboarder. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried it. I feel like the whole thing where your feet are stuck to a board, that's sort of That, that feels too limiting. I need my freedom. <laughs> so. For me, that's exactly the reason why I like it more. Because on skis, I'm always afraid that my legs will just go <laughs> apart. So <laughs> I just want them together. 
Yeah, long leg problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. For me, I have to say that uh, as a child, I didn't consider myself athletic at all at any point. I even heard that I learned to talk way before I learned to walk. So clearly you can see that I didn't really have the motivation to start moving. I was not in a hurry. <laughs> But I think growing up in the 90s, like it was super common to just go outside and play with friends. And I have a younger brother. And for many, many years, I only had male cousins. So I would sometimes, you know, play with them. Uh, but with the girls, I remember usually playing dress up or Spice Girls or Barbies <laughs> rather than doing sports. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but when I was, I think, maybe six or seven years old, I started to make my own choreographies to different songs that we had on CD at home. <laughs> Mainly Spice Girls, but also some other songs that my parents had. And I never considered that as sports or fitness in any way it was more like you know looking at myself in the mirror <laughs> and this is the reason why I wanted to why I really liked to be home alone so after school I wouldn't go to daycare when my brother was but I would instead go back home and be there by myself so that I could do my choreographies <laughs> uh, I also did quite a bit of dancing in front of my mirror alone in my room <laughs> when yeah. I was a child yes but uh, I would even sometimes dance with my one of my friends from childhood but she was really good at it and she was thinking about all of these choreographies and until this day I really suck at learning any choreography that's just I'm not I cannot remember. And she was really good at it. So I always felt like a failure or something like I couldn't just do it. And yeah, she actually became a dancer. So oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, she was probably pretty good already as a child. So yeah. I just had a too good of a competition. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah mm -hmm. I never proceed my dancing career. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was kind of not consciously. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I want to go to dance lessons. But we moved to Spain when I was mm, nine, eight or nine years old. And all the cool girls in my class, they were taking flamenco lessons. So I was like, sure, let's do it. And turns out I was pretty okay at it. I really enjoyed it. And I really liked the performing Part of it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so then when we moved back to Finland two years later, I, me and two of my friends who moved to Finland at the same time, we continued doing flamenco, but that was so different because it was like, um, it was a class for everybody. So I think we were the only kids there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, it was just very different environment. And I remember The first lesson that we had, the teacher asked us like, oh, you've done flamenco before, so can you show something to us? And then we showed her. And I remember this, like, she had this look. It was like half judgy and half, oh. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, after, I think, one year, 
we quit because it was not fun. <laughs> and can you still remember uh, some flamenco moves? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I remember that when you're at that age, you know, all of these like hip circles, they were kind of like, we were giggling like, oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but 10 years later, full on twerk mode. <laughs> so yeah, that changed. <laughs> Very much, yes. Yeah, it was fun. I have some pictures. And we were also on the... There was some program on the Finnish national TV. Oh. Um, this camera crew and uh, the presenter of the show, they came to Spain and they filmed us dancing on the roof. <laughs> and I remember doing the one number one mistake of that kind of a program, which is I looked straight into the camera. <laughs> Mm-hmm. as I was yeah. dancing because it was supposed to be just like oh yeah we're dancing and I was you know addressing the camera so beginner's mistakes <laughs> and how old were you at this point it was third and fourth grade when we lived there so nine ten ish okay yeah still pretty young <laughs> yeah and oh I remember at that time uh Shakira became like really Ooh, big yes it was I, I had her, like, one of those CDs that was bought from, like, a street vendor <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> so totally legal. <laughs> and then I, oh, there's a spider on my window. It's okay. It's small. Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> and, yeah, then I learned the choreography because I was watching MTV quite a lot, all these music videos, and whenever, wherever it was on constantly so I learned the choreography because back then YouTube wasn't a thing so I learned it and then I taught it to some of my friends and we had fun (laughs) that's nice so that was kind of my first experience in the more belly dancing style Mm -hmm. so I learned to do like this stomach roll yeah I was also learning them because, as you said, Shakira was just all over. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there was anyone who missed on Shakira at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, for me at that time, it was Shakira and Black Eyed Peas. Those were my yeah. go-tos. Yeah, for me, Shakira and Britney. <laughs> um, but yeah, despite this, I didn't think that I was a sporty child. So I was very surprised when in one of my school reports... Uh, the teacher wrote that you also have like talent in sports and I was like what excuse me (laughs) I didn't believe it because even at that point I was so young but I already had this feeling that I'm not sporty I like reading books and I like doing these choreographies but otherwise no so was it then in your teenage years when you started to do more sports or you were still not really allowed? Uh, I was allowed. I was allowed even a little before, I think around 9, 10. Mm. It was completely fine with me. Uh, but I just didn't have the relationship with any movement. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, my grandfather uh, signed me and my cousin to tennis lessons. Mm. And it wasn't my choice. We were basically forced because he thought it would be good once we would become members of the higher society to know one of those sports. Yes. 
so we had to go and we would play pretty often even with him and the instructors. Unfortunately, at that point, I was just too stubborn to see it as a good opportunity to learn something. <laughs> so I was just like stuck at the that he's forcing us. So yeah. I was kind of really refusing it. But in the end, right now, looking back, it was nice. Like I enjoyed it. But tennis in general isn't the best sport for me because I have a very weak uh, upper body Mm -hmm. so it's really hard for me to do tennis and also at that point around 10 11 12 years old uh, I became very very tall uh, so that basically destined me to play basketball, volleyball uh, in primary school. Mm. And I had to go to represent the school on every tournament that ever happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, I honestly hated it. Actually, I really, again, had the feeling of being forced into it. So at that point, I really started to dislike any like basketball, volleyball kind of sports. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why they never asked me. Like I was just told that yeah. you are going. Yeah. So and I wasn't exceptionally good. Like I was mediocre. I was just tall. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I just didn't like it. But ever since like because of my height, everybody asks if I play basketball. That's just the number one question. <laughs> so yeah, that was like pre-teenage years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that basketball is probably the only ball sports that I don't completely hate to play. <laughs> so we can do it anytime. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would say I probably, if I had to choose, I would probably choose volleyball for some reason. Because, I mean, basketball is just too much running. And (laughs) it's just exhausting. Like, you have to just run from one side to the other, one side to the other. And it's just, I don't know, that's what I call running, not Mm. (laughs) playing basketball. Mm. So, So, yeah, Yeah. it's just weird for me. That's why I prefer volleyball. Like, you are kind of sending on your spot <laughs> yeah trying to catch the ball yeah my problem is not well it's also catching the ball but to get the ball <laughs> to the other side of the net like when you're starting i i cannot do that it's just no it's not happening oh and i had one traumatic experience in russia oh my goodness so <laughs> my school had this program that you could go to Russia, to Petrozavodsk. I don't know if there's an English word for this city, but we would go there and then there were kids in our friend school who would then come to Finland for a visit. And while we were in Russia, we had to join their PE class and they were doing volleyball because apparently they were the volleyball champions of that region. Fun. (laughs) and so I was basically forced to play volleyball and then I accidentally hit their teacher in the head with the ball (laughs) oh no it was horrible I was mortified but of course it was funny for everybody else except me and the teacher (laughs) yeah I can imagine yeah I don't think I played since (laughs) (laughs) 
for me, I grew to like uh, volleyball because in my high school, uh, the only thing we did uh, during uh, PE was playing volleyball. Uh, so, and it was five years of high school. So mm-hmm. five years of volleyball every week uh so I just kind of had to grow to like it and yeah I I also learned something which it's probably good to learn something in five years yep uh but yeah and besides that uh end of primary school beginning of high school I started going on uh, rehabilitation uh because of my scoliosis I was uh, having severe uh, back pains mm. so I was going once or twice per week when where there was the instructor or physical therapist and he was just exercising with me those special kind of exercises which I feel like they are becoming more popular now to do even at home before it was just kind of a, a medical yeah. thing And I was going there often. I kind of liked it because it was the one-on-one and nobody else was present in the room. And it was a huge room full of mirrors and full of equipment. And I I just really liked the professional vibe Mm. of it. And so I really liked it and I enjoyed it. But they forgot to tell me why is it important that I keep exercising also at home. Like, they didn't they never explained to me what is the connection between the exercise and the back pain mm. relief so once i was done with the rehabilitation i never ever exercised again at home at that point and yeah and i suffered from the back pain many many years to the point where sometimes i the only way i could survive was on painkillers and it still didn't come to my mind that maybe i should try exercising (laughs) but yeah uh, i mean it just didn't feel like it because i was in so much pain that basically i didn't definitely didn't feel like moving yeah so i did even less uh, of any movement in general so yeah so it basically wasn't until I was an adult that I started to take it more seriously and understanding why Mm -hmm. how were your teenage sport years (laughs) they started to be very active when I turned I guess 16 or so when I went to upper secondary school um I remember we got a dog when I was 12 And I remember running with him like super short runs, like one kilometer maximum when I was 13, 14, 15. But I never took running very seriously. And so when I was 16, there were some girls that were going to the same school with me. And uh, they went to dance hall lessons. And I had never heard of dance hall reggae ever in my life. So... I remember my friend trying to explain it. She was like, yeah, it's like, you know, Jean-Paul music and then you're moving your butt. And I was like, okay, okay, sounds interesting. (laughs) And so I went to the class with her and also some other girls from the school started at the same time. So then, yeah, for me, that was a very, very big thing that I didn't have to go there by myself. I went with someone who was already doing it. So it was not that scary. And I continued with that until I was, I think, 21. So five years or so. 
And that's when I really started to get into mindfully moving my body and purposefully moving my body. <laughs> so it started with dance reggae and then throughout the years I was doing different styles like show, jazz, hip-hop, belly dance, ballet, contemporary. I really 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 enjoyed it and I made some friends there so that was that was also super nice. We had this group of girls and we were going to the classes together and going to school together. So those were really nice years of my life. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah. And then I also started going to the gym when I was... Mm, I think the first time was when I was 15 or 16. I just went for a little bit. And then when I was maybe 17, 18, I actually started to go multiple times a week, almost every day. And... Sometimes I was doing strength training with the machines or body weight, or I was running on the treadmill. But what I really loved were the workout classes, because again, I don't have to do it by myself. There are people doing it with me, and also I had some friends that were going to the same gym. So that was super duper nice. And I also started to run a little bit more, and I think it was spring 2011 spring and summer, so before university. I have never been that fit in my entire life because I had so much time for working out. I was supposed to be studying for my matriculation exams, my final exams, and also entrance exams for uni. But instead, I was kind of dancing and going to the gym, going to classes, running. <laughs> and also... My friends and I, we took it to the clubs as well. So we would go to the club, maybe have like one drink and share it. <laughs> so okay. it was not like the purpose was to get wasted, but the purpose was to dance on a dance floor with good music. Oh, I, I would love that. Like that sounds so good for me at that point, as you said, like end of high school first years of uni that's really the time when you have a lot of free time like I don't yeah. think it will ever uh, happen again with work or everything I used it just for the clubbing so <laughs> <laughs> no exercise going on and we would just go out occasionally we would also dance but it was more focused on the drinking part I would say mm -hmm. so yeah I was uh, that's a completely different kind of exercise <laughs> yes so yeah but a lot of good memories still for sure yeah and um, when was it that you started to get more into exercise then Oh, uh, actually, when I lived in Prague. Okay, uh, so... Yeah. Like adulthood. Second half... Yes, yes, yes. It was, I think... I don't know what was the year. Uh, not too <laughs> long ago. Uh, but it was uh, after six months I was in Prague because I was after... I was just uh, going through breakup. Mm -hmm. So it felt right to find some hobbies, do something and spend your time doing something else and crying. Mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> uh, so at that point I was working, so I was uh, uh, making pretty good money. So I had some extra. So I decided to buy these, like, I think it was 10 or 15 lessons 
of this uh, EMS exercise where you have the electric impulses stimulating your muscles and all, you are also you are also working out yeah. and maximum it was maximum two people uh, exercising at the same time with one uh, instructor I loved it like it was just amazing and again when it was just one on one I enjoyed it the most and it was really really good it was just 20 minutes of very very intense workout and that was basically the first time I tried some actual <laughs> working out <laughs> which is I don't know I was like I think 23 yeah. at that point so yeah. I was pretty old like I, it took me some time <laughs> and yeah ever since um, I got more into exercising so that was the initial point of starting okay interesting because I feel like I see you as a kind of a fit person <laughs> yes everybody does ever like all the time everybody thinks that I'm like really working out but no <laughs> it's a lie uh no just just uh, these past couple of years but not before okay yeah for me uh, yeah I think I was 21 when I moved to another city in Finland so I stopped dancing and instead I that's when I really got into running so it was the same month that I had my last dance performance when I ran my first half marathon So we kind of, yeah, jumped from one thing to another. Yeah. So ever since I've run three half marathons in Finland and then one in the Czech Republic. And before moving to Prague, I was running and also going to the gym. So sometimes I would go to classes or sometimes I would just do something with the machines. Um, but that's when I discovered YouTube workout videos. I was doing... um tone it up I don't know if you heard of them they they have their own app now so they are not posting videos on YouTube really back then they were quite popular I would say and they were very good at creating this community of women and uplifting each other and I like that aspect and very briefly I had a tone it up dedicated fitness Instagram account but then someone <laughs> found out about it a friend of mine somehow I don't know how but she started following me and I freaked out and I deleted it <laughs> oh yeah so then I moved to Prague and I was only basically doing running sometimes some YouTube videos but mainly running and I was able to see the change in the lifestyle also in my body I was going out a lot more because I was recently single so it made sense and in a new city it's easy to make friends while in a party yes and then I mentioned it in um, a previous episode about self-care that I started going to Zumba with a friend again she had done it before so she knew how everything <laughs> worked <laughs> So I went there with her. It was super nice. We also did Pilates a few times and hot yoga, but it was mainly Zumba. And that was amazing. But then the whole pandemic thing happened and I was forced to be at home. So that's when I was still running. 
but I started doing different kinds of workout videos. So I discovered, I think it was summer 2020, when I started doing some workout videos by Pamela Reif. She's like the fitness queen of Germany, as they say. And <laughs> I started following her videos and she also posts some workout plans on Instagram. So I think it was in October when I started doing them. And I was doing them until, I would say, a month ago when I got bored. So I started incorporating some different workout videos in the routine as well. So I was still kind of following the structure of, okay, today I'm doing upper body and then I'm doing booty, whatever. But I was doing also workout videos by other YouTube creators. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Ah, also something kind of important for this year. It was, I think, the second week of 2021, I got injured while, while running. So I wasn't able to run or do any jumps, anything like that for a few months. But now I'm back at it. So at the moment, I'm running three times a week and I'm doing mm, between three to five workouts, like home workouts a week, body weight mainly. Uh, for me, uh, when you mentioned your first time uh, going to gym, for me, it was only after I came back from Prague uh, to Bratislava that I first time ever in my life went to a gym. And it was a small gym. Uh, I specifically chose a smaller one because I thought it would be more like familiar feeling, mm -hmm. basically. And when I came there, uh, I didn't really know what to do, how to do it. So I was slowly learning and also slowly uh, gaining some strength. But in general, that was a, not the best uh, first gym experience because then the person who was working there, he started hitting on me oh, like yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't taking no for an answer. So I left the gym. I was kind of disgusted and didn't want to ever go back to gym again. Mm. But I missed the exercising. And at that point, I lost a lot of weight. So it felt kind of like I was already feeling good. So I wanted to like feeling stronger and just look even better, mm. I guess. Because at that point, it was still very much about the visual aspect of working out. Yeah. And so I started to go to this different gym, which is kind, which was kind of more expensive, more luxurious. So everybody was behaving very nicely <laughs> all the time, uh, which I really like. And until this day, like that, that I think that's the best gym I've ever been to. And I started to slowly learn how to use most of the machines, how to like really use everything that's available at the gym. And at that point, I was still having uh, pretty bad uh, back pains. So I went to see a chiropractor, a different one, completely new one that I used to go to before. And as he was fixing my basically everything, because I just, uh, it sometimes really like my whole body is kind of going different way. Mm -hmm. He, he was just looking at me and he told me like, you should really get, start to exercise. Like 
get into it. And he kind of explained to me how it works and that basically I need to strengthen my muscles to keep my spine in place (laughs) and my shoulders in place and everything in place, which was the missing information throughout the years that I needed to understand like, oh, so it actually helps with my back pains. (laughs) So... So finally, finally, I understood how it works. And he also told me that basically my joints are not in the best state. So I shouldn't do a lot of repetitions. Uh, I should focus more on heavy weights and low reps. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's what I started doing. Uh, just a disclaimer, when I say heavy weights, <laughs> I mean heavy for me, yeah. Yeah. not for anyone else. Uh, so just... It's just the way that it's right for me. So I started to get uh, into uh, basically weightlifting and the more of a what would be seen as a men's exercise, I would say, because usually I would be the only one in the middle of all the men exercising mm-hmm. and doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Of course, with completely different weights. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah... I really enjoyed it. It's really kind of a slow pace. I can really focus on doing the exercise right. And I can really nicely track my progress. And at that time, I also started to learn more about how to exercise, how to properly exercise. I learned about progressive overload, which I started putting into practice and I really enjoy it. And I can, I could really see the results very quickly and I could just, I started to feel like I am becoming stronger every day I come here. And it felt really nice. That that was kind of the turning point where I started to see more of the physical benefits, more of the how my body feels, how my body moves, and I'm becoming stronger mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on the way I look. And then the pandemic came and all of the gyms got closed. And suddenly my whole plan and my whole routine was gone. Yeah. And it's close to impossible to do what I did in gym to do it at home I would need to buy a lot of equipment yeah yeah. uh so yeah and also since at that point my mental health was just going down the road I wasn't really able to focus on my exercises and I was going into really mentally bad place and that's something which I am really trying not to do to force myself into exercising or just like having the bad thought in my head and trying to exercise because then I might need a bigger uh, pause from exercising afterwards. Mm. So so yeah, currently I'm trying to slowly get back into exercising. The gyms are opening, so hopefully I will be able to go soon. And it sucks at this point because mm. I really like my body is almost at the beginning again mm, yeah. and it just it it's just really hard to pick up a weight and not be able to use it even though I was previously used to using higher mm. weights or more heavy weights uh, so yeah I basically now I'm at the beginning again and need to start again uh, and get into it but I'm really looking forward to it and I cannot wait to go 
So, yeah. yeah. So your plans moving forward are to go to the gym and do your yes. heavy weights. <laughs> yeah, heavy weights. <laughs> okay, cool. For me, my next plan is to run another half marathon because I really miss the feeling of accomplishing something and it's I've never given birth but I feel like you can sort of relate that to doing this kind of physical exercise because while you're doing it it's horrible but then afterwards you have the best feeling ever you feel so good and then a little bit later you forget about all the pain so that makes you do it again and again <laughs> yeah And yeah, I wanted to ask you, what kind of equipment do you have at home for your workouts? Like if you were to work out at home? Yeah, I do sometimes work out at home, uh, especially upper body, because I do have some weights uh, at home, but only those uh, which would be suitable for the upper body, uh, mm. not uh, just small uh, dumbbells. And I also have some resistance bands. I have some, I think I have a ab wheel. Yeah, these kind of small things you can easily, they are pretty cheap, you affordable and like you can do a lot with them. Uh, and for the for the dumbbells or I don't know how they are called, I have just those that where you have the, the handle and you put on weights. So it's really, uh, yeah. really e easy to adjust it based on your needs. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the upper body I would... Uh, Okay, I'm back. I had to run for the doorbell because I got a package. <laughs> totally not sponsored. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, I wish. <laughs> I got naturally Pambox. So remember I was telling you about Pamela Reif? Well, in addition to making YouTube videos, she also has now this company that makes... Like, um, snacks and food items so I think what I ordered um, I ordered some kind of a bundle and it has her new granola and some protein bars and like nut clusters and then she also has chocolate chips but I don't think those were in the bundle so very excited for my snacks <laughs> so yeah um, sorry for the interruption You were saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was just uh, talking about the at-home equipment I have. And my workouts at home are pretty similar to those at the gym. The only difference is I don't have all those fancy machines at home, obviously. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, and uh, so I definitely needed a... Uh, inspiration for what to do at home and just like putting together the right exercises for me and the biggest inspiration I got since since you are also doing your shout outs to Pamela uh, I will do mine for me the biggest inspiration uh, especially for at home workouts but uh, she has also uh, part about gym workouts is Emily Ricketts I hope I'm saying her name right Uh, you can find her on Instagram, also on YouTube. She also uh, does this full like PDF guides for uh, 
exercising at home at gym, different body parts. She's all about the body positivity and the positive mindset uh, in exercising. So it, it's really, I really like her profile. And she also on her Instagram, she does this like 28 uh, challenges, 28 day challenges where she's exercising live with the, with everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly my type of exercise it doesn't have to be suitable for everyone definitely not (laughs) but I really really enjoy it and it's a really good source of inspiration for my own workouts so I really like that and besides this um I do own a treadmill so yeah I I did invest I think around August September last year (laughs) because Staying on home office, being all the time at home, I just wasn't getting my steps in. So I decided to purchase one. It wasn't that expensive and I did use it a fair amount of times. I sometimes don't use it for a few weeks, but then I get back in and I just walk, 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 walk every single day, uh, listening to music, watching some TV shows. It's really nice. And it's just so easy to like really get some movement done, even on rain, rainy days. And it's just, it's really nice. I never, I didn't regret this purchase. So mm-hmm. If you are not able to get your steps in and you have the option and space <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. the treadmill, then I really, really uh, do recommend. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Would be so nice to have a treadmill. Um, I don't have anything as big. <laughs> I just have my yoga mat, which is falling apart. I need to get a new one. And then I have... Okay, so for me, when I buy my... Uh, workout equipment it's very important for me that it looks aesthetically pleasing in the room where I'll be working out in (laughs) so the only dumbbells that I found on this website in the Netherlands that sells everything basically were these amazing super nice like yeah I guess they you could call them baby blue colored dumbbells and they are two kilos each so (laughs) they are good for um yeah some little extra weight but yeah they are definitely not heavy in any way (laughs) so those are the only weights that I have currently I would like to get a kettlebell maybe around eight kilos ten kilos something like that and then I also have some resistance bands but they are horrible I like to use them for my booty workouts so I would put it like above my knees but they will just they are super thin so they will like roll oh no yeah it's not nice so I should get new ones uh the first resistant bands I got uh they were just made of the gummy Mm-hmm. material yeah. and I bought them because they were cheap and I didn't feel like spending so much money yeah and they sucked so much that I don't think I I used them maybe once. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the fabric fabric ones. Yeah. And they are so much better. And you you don't need to buy those for like 60, 70 euros. <laughs> there are some even on the uh less expensive and and it's just 
it's not even possible to compare the experience from the fabric ones and those made of the rubber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to sum up this episode, something that I think it's really important to remember is that there is no one size fits all when it comes to working out, just like many other things in life, but especially <laughs> working out. So do whatever suits you do whatever you enjoy doing and also something that I really learned is that even if you have these thoughts from your childhood that I'm not sporty I'm not athletic I cannot work out you don't need to let that define you for the rest of your life because things can change a lot <laughs> we are living examples of this yes <laughs> definitely <laughs> And yeah, that's also the reason why I was really looking forward to share this kind of a story. <laughs> uh, because I think for many people, it's it's been this way. Not everyone has been working out or doing plenty exercises since childhood. So mm -hmm. I think it's really important to point out that even though I didn't naturally come to love sports. It wasn't something I always enjoyed. Definitely not. Uh, I was more on the hate side. Uh, but yeah, like after a while, I found out all of the benefits. I found out what I like, what is good for me. And that I think is really important because what will work for you doesn't have to work for me at all. It can mm. be really just terrible for me and I can literally just suffer doing it so I think it's really important to find what you like don't feel forced to do anything just because everyone is working out these days and yeah just for me the biggest thing was just doing it for myself and to feel better and stronger every day yeah and don't compare yourself to others because something that might work for us probably doesn't work for everyone yeah. and yeah from that point of view it's also interesting and important to hear different kinds of fitness journeys um, because yeah you might see someone that's super fit but maybe it wasn't always like that yeah exactly and yeah, yeah. And for like when you see every fit person you have to know how many hours went into that so yeah. just Uh, this is something which also the uh, Emily I uh, mentioned before often says, like, don't compare your day one to someone else's day 622. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is something like really, really important to say, like, just because someone is looking good and fit and just you can see all of the muscles and everything, it doesn't mean that they were born that way. <laughs> like yeah. there is a lot of work behind every fit body. Yes. But yeah, the the visual is one thing, but I think more important is to just feel good. Yeah, and even if you were to do the exact same workout as someone else and eat exactly the same way, you will not look the same unless maybe if you are identical twins, okay, maybe <laughs> your bodies can look exactly the same. Yeah, but also what's the point? Like, why would you want to look like someone else? Like, you are unique, you are amazing. So just do you and look like you do because everyone is beautiful. Yes, you do you, boo.
Hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. It was really nice to have this fitness workout talk today and the conversation we continue on our Instagram account where we will be showing our workouts for the week. Um, please don't forget to leave us a comment telling us your story, your journey mm-hmm. or your tips for workouts and maybe we will try them. Yep, we'll see you there.